and welcome to our live stream service today. We live stream our Sunday service at 9.30 a.m. Central Time every week. And our archive services are available anytime on our Unity Minneapolis website. A grateful report on our book drive for Noble Elementary. Thank you for donating 100 books and $1,860 for their media department. Say amen. Whew. We have a wide variety of spiritual education opportunities in September. Um, if you missed it in August, plan to experience Reverend Paulette Pipe's meditation workshop, a, he a healing gathering. It will be this Thursday evening at 7 on Zoom. Check the website for the um, account. Friday is another Friday at 5 concert, yes, feeling, featuring Lori Duckin and Jean, Jen Burley Bentz. Check it out on Facebook Live. On Saturday, Nia Claire channels Divine Messages at 7 p.m. And then next Sunday, Wendy Brown Baez leads a Cultivating Resilience Through Writing workshop. And that one will begin at 1.30 p.m. next, Saturday, next Sunday. And on Saturday, the 26th, we're excited to partner with Unity on the Bay um, in Miami uh, for a live-streamed total meditation event with Deepak Chopra. Purchase your tickets through our website, and you will also receive a copy of his new book. Check that out on the website. Our fall book series begins in October. We'll be studying the book God of Love, a guide to the heart of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And we are seeking small group facilitators. Training and study guides will be provided. In fact, the first training will be this Friday morning. If you are interested in facilitating, check out the website and sign up. Learn more about all of our upcoming events and activities on the church website, on our Facebook page, or Peek at the Week, which is our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church via email or voicemail. And now we'll ask Reverend Pat if he will lead us in our opening prayer. So let us take a breath together and just release and, and let go. Let go one more time and surrender one more time to this infinite presence within. And we give thanks that each and every time that we remember that God is there. I'll be there. This God known by many names, always present, just a thought away. So this morning, we call the name of God, again, known by many names. Whatever name you use, call that name of God silently within and know that God is present right in the midst of our lives, in the midst of what's going on in the world today, God is present. And we are grateful that God is in this service today. God speaks through each and every person, sings through each and every person. And today we give thanks that God is within you, for you are indeed the expression of the divine. So today we just... Let go. We let go. We let God be God in us. And it's with great joy that we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. 
And so we let it be. Amen. What a beginning. What a beginning. My goodness, I'll be there. My mind immediately went to slow dancing. <laughs> slow dancing. And you know, I was standing over in the corner dancing, and the tech team prefers me not to do it live here, you know. So they've given me a little square that I can dance in, which I love. We're so glad you're with us today. We're so glad that you've decided to join us today. You know, one of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is that of welcoming. So we welcome you today. And uh, so uh, if you are a, if you, let me get this right. If you're new or you feel new to Unity Minneapolis, we want to connect with you. We invite you to text 
High Unity, one word, High Unity to 313131, and we'll reply with a link with our contact card. Fill out that contact card, and we will send you a special gift from our community. We're glad that you've joined us this morning. One of our favorite things to say here each and every Sunday morning is this, my dear friends, and that is wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold that living presence of the divine within you. Let's continue our time together with the reading of the Daily Word. Reverend Tony will share that with us. I would also invite you um, at this time to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box here or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed for with another 30 days. And now let us move more deeply into spirit with the reading of our daily word. And the word for today is love. And we affirm, I open my heart in love. I express the love I feel in my heart by showing my affection and giving nurturing attention. I speak loving, positive words that let those I care about know how much they mean to me. As my words affirm their goodness, their beauty and their intelligence, I watch those qualities bloom like flowers blessed by sunshine. I extend my arms and embrace my family and friends with a warmth and a comfort of unconditional love. I support my loved ones with compassion and care, compassion and care on their journey through their life. I share my wisdom as I teach, my experience as I advise, and my understanding as I console. I pray for those I love, knowing that the Christ within them is the light that guides them everywhere they go and in everything they do. I am grateful for my role in my loved one's lives. And scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, little children, let us love not in words or speech, but in truth and action. And our word for today is love. Don't trouble the water. Leave it alone. Why don't you, why don't you let it be? Still water runs deep. Yes, it do. Oh, yeah. When you're weary, feeling small, mm -hmm. when tears are in your 
Take a deep breath with me this morning. Take a deep breath and allow yourselves to feel that still water. The deep, deep, deep knowing where all is still. Allow yourselves another breath. 
And if there's a place in you that is not so still right now, let it be. Just let it be. And breathe. We are each one in humanity. And we are called today to believe in humanity. To believe in the goodness and in the power, the strength, the creativity of humanity. And as we breathe down into that still place, that place of knowing, let us imagine humanity. What is it and how do we fit? In this time of meditation, I'd like to share with you words from Mark Nepo about what humanity might be for us. And he says, an old man died just hours after a young man from Idaho was shot in his sleep in Iraq. In Sundarban, east of the Himalayas, a tiger licks the eyes of its newborn yet to open. Further east in Vietnam, a young woman who has worked very hard to learn how to read is reciting a sutra from Buddha in awe of how presence moves through the words across the centuries. An unwed mother in Chicago thinks about stealing a blanket as winter stiffens. A manta ray in Ecuador wakes because of the sun's heat on its back, and its sweep over the coral startles a, a moray back into its nook. And as the old man's body cools, the sergeant finds the boy from Idaho. In Chile, a tired couple re-see each other and make love in the afternoon while clouds come in from the Pacific. And right now, someone stirs. A dog stretches, and far away, two stars collide. A new world forms. And somewhere between the city and the sea, a child is born with an untempered capacity to love. In time, he or she will want to love us all. Remember that face, even though you've never seen it. And speak that name, even though you've never heard it. And on the journey, mistake everyone you see for them. And love everything along the way. It is love that brings the belief in the power of humanity. Let us take a moment 
and rest in that knowing and allow our understanding of humanity to deepen and swell to include all that is. Let us rest for a moment in the silence. And so for all of those who make up humanity, for those escaping fire and devastation, the four-legged and the two-legged, for those who are in pain, those who are recovering, for the newborn and for those making their transition, and for all of those who love them, for those who feel lost and those who have feel newly found. Let us believe in them. Let us believe in ourselves and let us have faith in all that we do and say to each one of us, each other, hold out your hand and I'll be there. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. And with faith and belief in humanity, our world will soar and renew. And so we let it be. What can I learn from you in your lifetime and what you've been through, how you keep your head up and hold your pride in an insane world, how to keep on trying. One life can tell the tale But if you make the effort 
you cannot fade in your life you tell me it can be done by your life you tell me to keep it going heroes appear like a friend to clear the path and light the flame as time goes, you find you depend on your heroes to show you the way, heroes. What can I learn from you that I must do the things I thought I could not do That you do what's right By your heart and soul It's the imperfections That make us whole One life can tell the tale That if you make the effort You cannot fail By your Sojourner Truth, Eleanor Roosevelt, Katherine Hepburn, Sally Ride, Susan B. Anthony, Harriet Tubman, Annie Sullivan, Gertrude Stein, Coretta Stocking, Amelia Earhart, Lillian Hellman, Eartha Kitt, Sacagawea, Ella Fitzgerald, Golda Meir, Dorothy Dix, Louisa May Alcott, Billie Jean King, Emily Dickinson, Lucy Stone, Margaret Sanger, Clara Barton, Billie Holiday and Juliet Lowe, Elizabeth Blackwell, Rosa Parks, Lena Horne, Beverly Sills, Barbara Jordan, Helen Keller, Indira Gandhi, Agnes DeMille, Corazon Aquino, Gloria Steinem, Rachel Carson, Jonah Bark, Babe Zaharias, Marlena Dietrich, and Frank de Simone de Beauvoir. What can I learn from you? Thank you, thank you. You know, one of the things I love about this music series is not only the music, but 
looking back, looking back on those, uh, those heroes, those shoulders that we stand on. And the artist for that, Laurie, I found out is a local lady right here in Minnesota. Yes, Ann Reed. Um, and I cheated a little. She wrote this in 1993, so it's not a 70s song, but it's so applicable to um, what we're talking about this month. It is, and, and I love the lyrics. Heroes show you the way. Mm -hmm. What I learned from you that I must do the thing I think I cannot do. Mm -hmm. Wow. What you do, what's right by your heart and soul. It's imperfections that make us whole. One life can tell the tale. And if you make the effort, you cannot fail. Mm -hmm. By your life, you tell me it can be done. By your life's the courage to carry on. Thank you for reminding us of that list of heroes this morning, that we stand on the shoulders of giants. And we also look back, not to live there and build condominiums there, but we look back in order that we can learn and not make the same mistake. You know, we're looking at the 70s today, and as I was talking to some of our volunteers and some of our staff, I realized that they were just an idea in the mind of God in the 70s. And yet for me, it was very much just like yesterday. And yet I must, be, I must tell you that the 70s for me was a unique experience. I had not found unity in the 70s. I was still into ego. I was still, my life was self-centered. It was all about me. It was all about me. But then the 70s for me, you know, I, I finished college. I spent six years in the United States Marine Corps Reserve. I took my first job after college in the retail industry. The war in Vietnam ended. That was a huge impact for me. I was blessed. <laughs> Grateful that it ended, and also grateful that I did not go to Vietnam. I moved from Birmingham to New Orleans in the 70s, lived in the French Quarter in the 70s, pursued sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the 70s, and that's what the 70s were about for so many people. It was about freedom of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I was active into my addiction. I had not found recovery. I had not found unity at that time, and I was experiencing many things in my life. Disco and all, disco and all, those bell bottoms were just amazing. They were about this far out. They were huge. So, you know, you might have been an idea in the mind of God. Or you might remember the 70s like it was just yesterday. But either way, I would suggest that you go back and look at the 70s and reflect also where you were in the 70s and what you can learn from the 70s that you don't want to repeat in your own life. The 70s was a lot about women's rights. You know, ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment was proposed. And the day women went back on strike in New York in the early 70s, there was 50,000 women celebrating 50 years of voting. They blocked traffic and everything in New York City about their rights as well. The prominent feminists in the 70s were, of course, people like Susan Brown Miller, Gloria Steinem, Kate Millett. They emerged to become the faces and the voices of that generation. Get this, the Supreme Court upholds the right to use birth control by unmarried couples. Wow! We, wow! <laughs> like it's, never mind, okay, like... <laughs> 
Landmark Supreme Court ruling of Woe versus Wade makes abortion legal. The Supreme Court in separate ruling bans sex-segregated, seg help-wanted advertising. Those things we just take for granted today. You know, housing discrimination on the basis of sex and credit discrimination against women were outlawed by Congress. The Pr Pregnancy Discrimination Act bans employment discrimination against pregnant women. Oh, many things happened in the 70s. Gay rights continued to make pushed forward in the 70s as well. Stonewall that happened in the 60s, it continued into the 70s. Uh, the American Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from its list of psych... psych... psych oh, goodness gracious. <sighs> anyway, disorders, psychiatrists, disorders, my dear friend. Basically, they said, you know, if you're a homosexual, you're not totally crazy. You're not totally crazy, thank God. The gay pride flag was flown in 1978 for the first time. The gay pride parade in 1970. Openly gay people were elected to political offices in the 70s. Harvey Milk out of San Francisco was elected. And also, in 1975, homosexuality was legalized in the state of California. Wow, in 1975, also the first National Homosexual Right March in DC. Ra race relations, good things, some good things happened in the 70s and not so good things. Shirley Chrism runs for the president in 1972. I had forgotten about that, but in 1972, she received 150 votes at the Democratic National Convention. She said she never claimed to really win or expected to win the nomination. Uh, uh, the nomination went to George McGovern, of course, who lost to Richard Nixon, who also went through Watergate in the 70s as well. Um, Diana Ross performs for the last time with the Supremes. She broke away from the Supremes. Angela Davis, black activist and philosopher, was arrested and uh, uh, arrested for attempting to free George Jackson in the courthouse of Marin County. Angela Davis. The first issue of Essence magazine targeted the black woman in the 70s. President Jimmy Carter appoints Patricia Harris as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, the first African-American woman selected for a cabinet. And playwright Charles Gordon wins the Pulitzer Prize in his drama for the play, No Place to Be Somebody. He was the first African-American to win such a distinction. Also, uh, Henry Hank Aaron hits his 715th home run for the Atlanta Braves. He's breaking Babe Ruth's record in the 70s. And also, for eight consecutive nights, <clears throat> a mini-series called Roots is aired on national television. Not only the miniseries, but it's the first show that viewers really saw the impact of enslaved, uh, uh, enslaved people and it achieved the highest rating for a national program. Andrew Young was sworn in as the first African-American to become a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Muhammad Ali is the first heavyweight champion to win the title three times, defeating uh, uh, Leonard Spinks. The music of the 70s, oh, how could we ever forget the music? We've heard some of them this morning. But the best of my love, Black Magic Woman, Brandy, I can see clearly now what's going on. Sweet Home Alabama, Midnight Train to Georgia, Midnight Train to Georgia, Saturday Night Fever, and Disco Inferno. Entertainment, oh, Three's Company, The Jeffersons, Charlie's Angels, 
Archie Bunker, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, MASH, MASH, The Love Boat, Mayor Tyler Moore, Price is Right, Saturday Night Live, and movies, Star Wars, Godfather, Jaws, hit the summer theater, Jaws, Annie Hall, Animal House. Government agencies were created. Uh, the uh, US EPA and OSHA were created for occupational safety as well, and also ensure safety working conditions as well. Of course, Watergate was a whole different story. So you see, we just went down memory lane just for a moment. Thank you for allowing me to do that. And some of you may not even remember some of that because you weren't in this expression of life. I can see Cassidy out here going, yeah, I got it, okay. But the bottom line is, go back and look at it. Go back and look and see what we have learned from the 70s. And of course, the 70s were referred to as a decade of change. You know, I think, wow, when I was reading that, I said, a decade of change. I think the year 2020 is the year of change. It has just come all at once. And Eddie and I started talking about that yesterday, about what was going on right now in our world, not just here in the United States, but of course, the number one thing on everybody's mind is the pandemic. The pandemic, you know, and safety, of course, for us here is our number one priority. And also, though, the pandemic gave us, gives us the opportunity to realize our oneness, to realize our oneness with each other, that we are indeed connected. You know, I'm seeing also a huge division right now, more so than I can remember. Maybe it was happening in the 70s, the 60s, or whatever, and maybe I was just not aware of it. But I see such a huge division in our, in our political situation. Those that are uh, the conservative points of view uh, and, and, and the, the more progressive points of view. And it seems to me that it's nastier than ever. It just seems to me that we've gotten to the point where we just call names that we shouldn't be calling. And it's just gotten kind of nasty. You know, and yet... And we also see a huge difference, in my opinion, between those that are very racist and those that are anti-racist. We see that huge difference as well, and we see it showing up. You know, then look at the fires in California right now. I hold them in my heart today. These fires in California that continue to rage out of control. Climate change and pollution and, and protests against racial injustice and, and police killings and uh, the United States relationships with other countries, with other countries. Even our beautiful blue passports are not accepted throughout most of the world right now. I don't ever remember that. It is just not because of the pandemic. What about the trade wars as well and the homelessness? And we can see just right out of back door sometimes what's going on in our homelessness. But you know, you and I both know that we look at these things as truth students. We cannot put our head in the sand. We have to look at these things and learn, look from the past, what we can take, what we can learn from it, and step into action, step into prayer and action. And we also know that it's also a balance of keeping that balance because we know that if we continue to focus on this all the time, we can focus on this, then what happens? It continues to increase in our own life. So the lesson title today is Believe in Humanity. Believe in Humanity. And it's, it's based on a song that you'll hear later by Carol King. And it reminds us that regardless of what's happening in our world, 
to continue to believe. And you know, everything that is happening in our world is by divine order. And everything that is happening in our world is really about the evolution of consciousness. It is really about the evolution of consciousness. And you and I know that usually before there's calm, there is chaos. So as a truth student, I have to believe, I choose to believe that God is present right in the midst of it. But we as a species, we as a planet, we are evolving. We have to believe in that. I want to share with you something, for example, from Charles Fillmore. Charles Fillmore in his book, Keep a True Lent. He says, evolution is the result of the development of the ideas in mind. We didn't get where we got because we just woke up and we were there. We got where we got because we have not woken up. We have not awakened to what's going on in our world. And Charles Fillmore says, evolution is the result of the development of the ideas in mind. What we are is the result of the evolution of our consciousness, and our consciousness is the result of the seeds sown in our mind. Therefore, spiritual evolution is the unfolding of the Spirit of God into expression. It is the development achieved by man working under spiritual law. We want to think sometimes that we can take time out from spiritual law. And obviously we think we can. But when we do, we get the results that we get. This next sentence is powerful for me. Humanity is the garden of God of which the soil is the omnipresent thought substance. Think of a garden. The soil is our thoughts. And those thoughts, I'm, I don't, you know, you, here you go, Reverend Pat, with those thought things again. You doggone right. Those thought things are so important because it begins with our thoughts. Our whole life begins with our thoughts. This race consciousness, this human consciousness that we have begins with the collective thinking of the world. So we begin first and foremost in making changes by changing our thinking. Mr. Fillmore also has to say, we who have studied the mind know from our experience that the ills of humanity all have their root in thought and the failure of man to express his thoughts in harmony with principle. We, my dear friends, as a collective human consciousness, we have created what we are experiencing on this earth right now, in this garden right now. And you may, oh my goodness, Reverend Pat, yes. But guess what the good news is? If we can create it, we can create something new, we can create something different in our life. We know how that works in our own individual life. We can create something new for the collective consciousness of our world. But in order to do that, we must be awake. We must live consciously. We must not live as I lived in the early 70s in a fog, not knowing what's going on in the world. We must know what's going on in the world. And only by learning what's going on in the world can we, my dear friends, increase our consciousness 
and therefore creates something new in our life. Wow. Lately, woke seems to, is a political term originating in the United States, refers to perceived awareness of issues concerning social justice and racial justice. It derives from the American vernacular English expression, stay woke, stay woke. This past week, it was no accident that as I was doing some of my morning meditation, I read something from a book that I use on a regular basis called Beyond Appearances, Moving from Faith to Fear. Henry David Thoreau wrote, to be awake is to be alive. To be awake is to be alive. If every person in the earth were awakened to the divine presence within, there would be an enormous shift in the way life is lived. If we who are aware of the indwelling I am, listen, I want to read that again. If we who are aware of the indwelling I am, you are aware, I am aware of the power of I am and that indwelling. If we were to live every day fully conscious of God within us, the world would change dramatically. If we know our own value, if we love our neighbors as we love ourselves, if we see the Christ in every person, we can, as James Thurma suggested, no longer look back in anger or look forward in fear, but around in awareness. May we wake up. May we wake up and live. As some of you know, Right now, I am in the midst of facilitating and learning one of the most challenging classes I've ever had the privilege of facilitating and learning. But I am learning from a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist. I have lived with that book. I have walked with that book. I have studied that book. And I continue to study that book. It's not, a re it's not just a book for reading. It is truly a textbook. It is some, this is a major book, uh, Dr. Uh, Imam X. Kendi, wonderful uh, historian, wonderful philosopher that's pulled this together. And we are getting through this book. We are waking up a little bit more to the history, the history of racism in our country. And it's not pretty. But he says in order for us to change it, we have to call it what it is. We have to call it what it is and we have to move forward in a different direction. One of the reasons why I wanted to facilitate this book with this group, with this church group, is because, <laughs> because I wanted to grow with you. I wanted to grow with you. And as I say at the beginning of the class, if you come here for me to be the expert, you're in the wrong class. You're in the wrong class. But one of the reasons I really resonated with this book is because of what Dr. Kendi says. Dr. Kendi said that... <laughs> He's, let me just share what he says from him uh, very quickly. But he, amazing to me, he says, but racism is one of the fastest spreading and most fatal cancer humanity has ever known. It is hard to find a place where its cancer cells are not dividing and multiplying. There's nothing I see in the, listen, he says, there's nothing I see in our world today 
in our history, giving me hope that one day anti-racists will win the fight. That one day, the flag of anti-racism will fly over a world of equity. Since there's nothing I see in the world today. What gives me hope is simple truism. Once we lose hope, we are guaranteed to lose. But if we ignore, ignore the odds and fight to create the anti-racist world, then we give humanity a chance to one day survive, a chance to live in communion, a chance to be forever free. He talks about the importance of hope. Even when we cannot see it anywhere, he talks about that hope. I believe that's where we are today. We have to hope. That's unity's philosophy. We have to hope and have faith that things can be different. And things will be different, but only when we are different. Only when we are different. Wow. I want to share with you the closing song is, is actually by Carol King. It's one that Laurie has selected. And it's the name of the title, as I said, is, is Believe in Humanity. Believe in Humanity. And what, as I was doing some reading about Carol King, what really touched my heart was actually a quote that she recently used in 2018. She used to quote around another song, but it applies so beautifully to this song. She says, I believe that most of us across party lines have the capacity for compassion. I believe that most of us care about our neighbors and that most of us want love to win. I see one. I see I believe in humanity as an antidote to fear, hatred, and violence. She says, I hope this song will empower everyone who hears it to know that he or she can make a difference. Yes, you may say, what can I do to make a difference in our world right now? I'm only one. Yes, you are only one but you can speak to two, you can speak to four, and the ripples will carry throughout all of humanity. What a wonderful morning it's been. It's been wonderful. I've loved the music. I've loved the meditation. I love to see our volunteers, our tech volunteers back here working, our staff working. It's just amazing. So know that we are one, not only just one all together now, one with God, one with all each other. But one can make a difference. One can make a difference. And we're called to do that. I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of God within you. And very quick, let me know what you do in the 70s. And so it is. Amen. <laughs>
you, thank you, thank you. At this time, we're going to receive our offering, so we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. You can do so in a very easy way. You can do that through our texting, and I believe that text number is 77977. Give to Unity, give to Unity, 77977. You can do it on our website, secure, secure website as well, and you can also mail it to our church as well. So we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. Wow, let's take a moment, take that deep breath together, let go, center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power, knowing that this presence and this power within is truly the source of all good in our life, and we bless the channels from which it flows. We're grateful. So let us affirm together divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. So we take a moment and we bless these gifts. We bless all the gifts that's been received this week, the electronic giving, consistent giving, unexpected income giving, those gifts received in the mail. We bless them all. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, sweet spirit. Thank you, sweet spirit. Thank you, sweet spirit. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space at home today. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, fill out the prayer request on our website. And that will be sent to our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains. And they will continue to hold this in sacred space for seven days. And then we will send it to Silent Unity, our worldwide prayer ministry. Also, I just want to call your attention to a book that Reverend Tony called your attention to in the announcements. It's The God of Love, A Guide to the Heart of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. I am so excited about this book. It is, I'm so glad that this team selected this book. It's been, a powerful, it's been a powerful book for me. We begin this series on the first Sunday in October. It's our small home group. You want to get involved in one. And if you're interested in facilitating, you can do that as well. I want to just share with you some of the, ch some of the chapters that has really struck my heart. Toward the one, 
the unity of the divine. All creation praises God, longing for, longing for the beloved. Wow. Sacred service, mercy, indwelling presence. Powerful, powerful book. So we invite you to be a part of that. Also, we love our children. We love our children. We have full program in place for our children. And Cassidy Meeks, our youth and family ministry director, is going to share a little bit with us. Cassidy, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. I'm excited to share that for the fall, starting today, we are going to now have two offerings on Zoom for our pre-K to fifth graders. So we were just meeting at 9 a.m. and some of you told us, oh my goodness, I just cannot get me or myself out of bed. And that is totally fine. So we have another offering. So that's going to start in just a few minutes here, 1045 a.m. on Zoom. If you don't have the link, um, get in touch with me. So find me, put Put your name in the comments or find me at Cassidy at unityminneapolis.org and I'll get you that. Now, our Uniteens in YOU continue to meet at 1130. Uh, YOU are going to get to play some get-to-know-you games and um, make heart agreements for the year ahead. And they're going to be working off of that book, The God is Love, for the fall um, when we start. And then the Uniteens are starting a brand new curriculum. It's a social-emotional learning curriculum. It's called Strong Kid. It's really well-regarded, and they're going to learn skills like identifying their feelings and building resilience. It's going to be a fantastic program, and we're starting that today. Hope to see your youngin'. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Cassidy. And I just want to remind you also that this Thursday evening, a healing gathering with Reverend Paulette Pipe. You don't want to miss her. If you missed her the first time around, you definitely don't want to miss her this time. And if you're with her, if you're like me, you'll be there. You want to be there. It's a powerful experience. And we're blessed to have her back this Thursday evening. So glad you're with us today. So let's uh, all of you stand for the uh, prayer for protection. If you're with someone... If you're with someone at home, stand together um, and just visualize that presence and that power of God surrounding each of you. So uh, know our oneness is a spiritual community this morning as well. So let us know together our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is well. And our peace song.
Friday at 5, perhaps, and there's so many activities for sure next Sunday morning. Thank you so much for spending your time with us here. Thanks, team. I'm so glad you joined us today. I hope you had a great time. I know that I did. I love the meditation. I love the music. I enjoyed the lesson. What a powerful day it's been here. It just uplifts me. It helps me to meet the week aware of greater awareness of God's spirit. So we're glad that you're with us. Uh, check out our website. Check out our website at unitymineapolis.org. And if you're watching us on Facebook, be sure to hit subscribe so that you'll be notified again when we're live. We love you. We bless you. We behold that living presence of the divine within you. Until we meet again, we say love and blessings. <laughs>